welcome back to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. As it is, in fact, the 18th anniversary of Toonami. Hopefully today, if the podcast has come out when intended, we decided to cap off our retrospective with our personal feelings toward Toonami and how it affected us over the years, how it has shaped us as fans and uh, animation enthusiasts. So to start us off, I think we will go ahead and have Jim. <laughs> well, no pressure or anything. So um, I came on to Tsunami pretty early, and I actually remember the first time I watched it. Um, it was over my grandma's house, and um, I was with my cousins from Michigan. You know, we were, you know, having a summer cookout, stuff like that. And then my cousin introduced me to um, uh, Tsunami, which was... Uh, Voltron, uh, Johnny Quest, the Thundercats. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And uh, not too long later, we got Cartoon Network. And so I started watching Toonami um, myself. And it became primetime after school viewing. Uh, there were times when a lot of times I ended up being um, held back in school, you know, for some reason, because like I forgot my homework or something, some crap like that but i ended up walking home and i watched tsunami and it then i did my paper route and then i did my homework and it was uh, it was kind of like clockwork for a while and um it was a and you know it, it became an after school ritual like everybody you know who remembers tsunami were uh you know reminisces about it and uh, i actually wasn't even aware that tsunami had gone off the air uh, originally but uh, once the Bring Back Toonami campaign hit, um, I just realized how much Toonami really meant to me. And I said to Jason DeMarco in no uncertain terms that Toonami is the reason why I'm here right now. Um, it was, a, you know, there are a lot of um, a lot of stories that I'm sure you've probably heard from a lot of adolescents about being suicidal and having all kinds of problems, um, you know, with themselves and at school and, you know, with bullies and stuff like that. But the simple fact that I just had to know what happened in Ronin Warriors was what got me, which is what kept me going. I was like, but what? Are, I can't miss the rest of Ronin Warriors. And then it was Gundam Wing and then it was Outlaw Star and everything like that. So um, there was so much that uh, Tsunami really meant to me. But I think the bottom line is that I'm here right now. I'm becoming, a, you know, I'm working on becoming a voice actor because of Toonami and um there's and you know there's just so much that Toonami uh means to so many people that it's kind of amazing really so yeah <laughs> well put Jim I shall acquiesce the floor to Paul well people have heard this heard me ramble on for years now way so, too much yeah probably way too much um <laughs> But uh, for those of you that haven't heard, um, basically I came on to Toonami around when it started. Um, what initially attracted me to Toonami was um, Thundercats, because as everybody knows, Thundercats is my number one show, my favorite show. And um, from there, it just continued over the years till right now. Um, it, for me, my favorite shows over the years, um, obviously, were, you know, Thundercats, uh, Dragon Ball Z, 
Ronin Warriors, Gundam Wing, G Gundam. Oh, God, I want that show back on so bad. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, um, Zatch Bell. Um, Zatch Bell is one of those shows that kind of, you know, put me that kind of was like, I don't know about this show. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is actually really good. Um, and those are just a few from the earlier Toonami on Cartoon Network that, you know, really resonated with me. Um, so obviously where my story and where it influenced me was uh, obviously April 1st, 2012, as everybody remembers, you know, Toonami came back as an April Fool's joke by Adult Swim, which to this day is still the best April Fool's, in my opinion, that Adult Swim has done. Sorry, I don't like cat, cat faces. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I there there is faces. like no, there's like no uh, argument. <laughs> True, I, but well, I did enjoy I, anime block farts. <laughs> <laughs> but but come on, it's Tsunami. There's no contest. Yeah, it's Tsunami. There, there's no contest. I mean, this was they they played a good majority of the original uh, Tsunami on that April Fool's broadcast. So for me, I felt like it was my duty as a Toonami faithful to try and help bring that cartoon block back. And, you know, I also kind of felt like I felt bad that I wasn't there in the later days of uh, 2008 because, you know, like we've said in some of these retrospectives, I didn't really, I was in college at the time and I didn't realize that Toonami had like all of a sudden just disappeared. And I'm like, what do you mean to Toonami's gone? I'm like, uh, and you know, come to find out, we found out it was a last minute thing for me. I felt like it was a duty for me to kind of just help make sure that this came back. And if it did come back, I needed to make sure myself that I could do something that made an impact that would continue Toonami as long as we possibly could have it on Adult Swim. So naturally, when it came back, you know, ToonamiFaithful.com, I had to have that on. I had to bring that back. I, well, not bring it back, but have have that to bring people and bring people together and be able to distribute these promos and distribute the news and talk about Toonami uh, every single day. You know, that's how the podcast came about with Jose and you know, we were able to make it into this big thing that we have now. And, you know, because of all that, because of Toonami, I was able to create this fan site monster, so to speak, that, you know, has been influ- that has influenced a lot of Toonami faithful out there. And, you know, I... I'm not going to say that, you know, other Toonami's fan sites out there that have started to pop up are because of us, but, you know, it's, you know, we've, we've been the shining example so far and we will continue to be the shining example and I will continue to, you know, do more things and make ToonamiFaithful.com even better because I want, as Toonami gets better, I want ToonamiFaithful.com to get better. And, you know, that's basically how Toonami has affected me over the years and how it actually came up gave me the best thing that ever that I ever did with my life and that's creating tsunamifaithful.com. You had a kid. <laughs> well, I did have a kid too, but I mean like tsunamifaithful.com was the the best thing I've ever created. It was the best thing that 
the best yeah. artificial thing he created, people. Correct. Like, it was the best thing that, you know, I had an idea and it came to fruition and it actually went above and beyond what I thought it would do. And, you know, that's just incredible. You know, some people sit there and go, well, that's, you know, being listed on Toonami.com is nothing. Well, to me, it means a lot. And it still means a lot to me today. We got a place so. in history, bitches. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have Darrell do it next. I think so. Yeah, basically, I was with Toonami in the beginning when it started in 1997. And, you know, at that time, I'm in high school, you know, playing football. So... When I didn't have practice or, you know, doing homework, I was actually watching Toonami. And, you know, it introduced me basically to Ronin Warriors, you know, Robotech, Gundam Wing. You know, I got to finish up the whole Thundercats series, you know, thanks to Toonami. Greatest thing in the world. I was introduced to, you know, new anime like Yu Yu Hakusho, you know, Naruto. It was, and I can't forget about Tenshi Muyo because, uh, you know, being the pervert that I am, I love harem anime. <laughs> uh, you know, but basically it was just a good thing in my life because once I hit college, I didn't have too much to connect to as far as like with when I first got there. And Toonami on Saturday nights and everything, that was one thing that I could watch because... I didn't get home sick until probably like a week later, but you know, I always had Toonami there to kind of like, you know, just get me through those little hard times because being a freshman and not really knowing a whole bunch of people, even though I did have a good time, you know, um, that was just that one consistent thing I know I could count on no matter how bad my day was at school. Freshman. Yes. (laughs) You know, Hey, getting up at 4.30 in the morning to make the PT on time is like, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I can't forget about the 24-hour GoldenEye competition. That tournament was epic. But through it all, I was actually relating to guys because of Toonami, too, because of some of the shows. You know, you had DBZs, you know, Gundam Wing, and, you know, it was just like just that way to connect with people. You know, this is like before I just kind of like really let my nerve flag, you know, just fly out there and didn't give a fuck what nobody thought. But, you know, looking at the Dreams promo, you know, that was probably one of the more inspiring things as well, because, hey, it told me that I could do whatever I wanted to do. And I set out to do that. I think Toonami just hits like a real big soft spot with a lot of people. And. Oh, man, man. It, it really did kind of help me a lot through them tough times, too. That's pretty much all I got to say. Man, brother, Darrell's shedding hobbit tears here. <laughs> hey, Woo. it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah it was that Woo. big. Of, <laughs> yeah, the, the big man let out some tears. Now, y'all, but hey, <laughs> it is the guy's honest truth. You know, sometimes you just have that one thing that kind of keep you grounded and keep you sane. Hey, don't do that, man. You're getting me. You're getting me misty-eyed now, too. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. I have made a grievous error going last. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Jim, I didn't have Cartoon Network when Toonami started airing. And uh, I got brief glimpses of it when visiting friends who had cable. And they were like, oh, man, you got to check out this show, Dragon Ball Z. I was like, Dragon Balls? What's that? And eventually we did get Cartoon Network in my home. And uh, 
I was uh, treated to the likes of Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing in those early years of Toonami. Outlaw Star, Tenchi Muyo, catching the episodes of Superman and Batman that I missed in uh, Kids WB and syndication and what have you. It really shaped my appreciation for animation. Gundam Wing in particular was probably the first show that I saw where there was really no clear good guy and bad guy. And that was mind-blowing to me. Sorry to interrupt, Sketch, but as I said, Gundam Wing is the show that was so complex that even my dad loved it. (laughs) The horrors of war. Oh, yeah. uh, Anyway, continue, Sketch. I apologize. No, I apologize. Many a person's father happened to like shows like Big O. All those great shows. Tenchi Muyo is still uh, one of the only anime I ever got my sister to watch with me. Just such a variety of different kinds of storytelling through animation that really made me feel like and fully believe that any kind of story can be told through animation. Of course, I've always liked the action-adventure type, though I do enjoy comedy as well. But Toonami just gave a smorgasbord of amazing titles, and quite frankly, it was just bursting at the seams at the best that was out there because there was years of backlog that we were just finally getting in America, much less on American television. So that really gave us a great selection of shows that uh, unfortunately, as, as time went on or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, now we get pretty much everything. So you kind of have to (laughs) weed through the, the muck to find the diamonds, but there's still plenty out there. I'm, I'm finding like, 10 shows to watch at a time still, and I never seem to run out of things to watch. But but Toonami really got me in there. Introduced me to Gundam, Kenshin, Tenchi, Outlaw Star, all of those shows. Yu Yu Hakusho. By the time Naruto made it in Japan, I was already kind of aware of stuff airing outside of Toonami. So it didn't introduce me to Naruto or anything like that, or One Piece, currently my favorite show. But it certainly introduced me to a ton of shows and was a constant source of entertainment. And I was there all the way to the end. I stuck stuck with it through the good times and the bad. And let me tell you, there were some bad times. <laughs> as you would probably gather from listening to any of those retrospectives, Toonami fell on hard times on occasion. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows or really awesome stuff all the time, mostly because of network meddling, but that's uh, that's another thing altogether. But as I stuck with it through the good times and the bad, and I spent far, far too much time talking about Toonami on message boards, particularly the Toon Zone forum. I happened to meet a variety of people, uh, many who I still consider friends, uh, some who I've no longer friends with, which is really too bad. But still, I would say for all of the hours spent mulling over what's the next thing Toonami's going to do, what shows are on Toonami now, discussing this, that, and the other thing involving Toonami, all of it can be summed up in the relationships that I formed through mutual appreciation of these shows. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. 
And that's generally my feelings on uh, what Toonami means to me. That I think it's a real shame that the current generation, though we have Toonami on Adult Swim Saturday nights, and that's a decent point of uh, entry for, for lots of people. But I just can't help but feel like the, the younger set is, are really missing out on having something like Toonami, though they can certainly watch Toonami. It's just it's just not the same. Nobody's coming home at 5 p.m. to catch the latest episode of a Gundam show, much less Dragon Ball Z, which at least still gets prime time. But that's Dragon Ball Z. That show is eternal. But there's there's not necessarily a whole lot of shows that would really work for mainstream audiences. But it's just a shame that there isn't something like Toonami out there on American television for that audience that could potentially feed into the current tsunami audience as well as just uh, animation fandom in general. It, it just seems like there isn't quite as much interest in animation as there used to be, and that's heartbreaking to me. I swear the biggest reason why that is the case is because the venues just aren't there anymore. I suppose on the bright side, we have a world of stuff to watch streaming on Netflix, on Hulu, on Crunchyroll, American cartoons, Japanese cartoons, other foreign cartoons, French cartoons, Italian cartoons. It's just it's all out there and it's pretty much at your fingertips. So that's great. But you still got to draw eyeballs to it. And it's really a shame that there isn't something that's really doing that. It's all a la carte and come see what's out there and uh, you know sometimes you got to lead the horse to water and <laughs> put can't... a gun into his head to make a drink have <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you ever actually gotten a horse to drink by pointing a gun at its head yep axe buttons <laughs> ask buttons in the hole in his head <laughs> you know you know sketch I, I agree with you i think that they, they've lost out on what tsunami really is a lot of people and i'm talking about the newer fans probably should probably fans that a, are just getting into our podcast, and B, that are, you know... Just now discovering Tsunami. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think what the problem is, is that they don't get to see those American shows. So most of these people are coming in as anime fans and going, well, we want an anime block. We don't want this bullshit of, you know, American cartoons. I mean, that, that whole thing came up because there's a bunch of new people in, you know, the Tsunami fandom. But... The problem is, is that that was the essence of what Toonami is today. I mean, if you, if you, and look, I normally don't say go look at an illegal feed, but I've seen a couple, there's been a couple links posted for like Toonami Asia. Okay. Um, and I would rather you go to their YouTube, but if you are, if you need to go and look at Toonami Asia, I guess you can use an illegal feed and I'm not going to give you one, but you know, Toonami Asia is a perfect example of what Toonami looked like back in the day. Now, before I go any farther with that, it doesn't have the same packaging, and it doesn't have Tom, but the essence of what Toonami was, you know. Exactly. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon it's Ball Z with... The okay, kinds ahead, of shows, it's, it's the kind of shows, it's the kind of setting. Now, atmosphere is a really important part of Toonami, and it always has been. Because that's part of what drew people to Toonami. The, the atmosphere was so different than everything else out there. Is 
Jason has attested many a time that all those other blocks are trying to be rock and roll and in your face. Well, Toonami was laid back and chill. And Toonami was the cool kid that hung out with everybody regardless of who they were. Exactly. And the Toonami thing, knows no race, creed, faith, or anything, you know? The thing is, the one thing I can really say about Toonami in the early years when we experienced it was that was a lot of solidarity and, you know, devotion to that block. I mean, when we talk about it now, you know, everybody talks about it with fun, nostalgia, memories of, like, what it used to be like and what we want the block to be like again. But, you know, we really need people to just kind of show that that same unity that we had back in the day because, as you can see, you know, we got cut hours and everything on it. Doesn't make it a bad thing. You know, it's more manageable. You know, more money right. to find these better anime right. for everybody. But you still got to be faithful to it. You really do. You have to step up because we lost it one time. You know, it's not an imminent threat of being lost again. But, you know, the fact that they did lose hours, you know, that that's that's a possibility that at some point, you know, if ratings aren't right or, you know, they're mm-hmm. not steady. We can lose it again. Nothing and is what certain do you have? in television. Exactly. Nothing is set in stone. You have to look at that. And you then know, I'm not where would we be? If, if they took Toonami off this year, what, what would there be? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, we put a, you know, everybody that was part of the movement and the cause really put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this, to, you know, to get it back. You know, the thing is, like us old heads, we just want you to experience what we did. That's the main thing. We want you to experience, you know, the newer viewers to experience what we did because this was a great and wonderful thing. Like we said, it helped us get through some hard times. It really did. And it showed us that we could be what we wanted to be, no matter you know what anybody else told us. If you follow your dreams and, you know, follow that path that you want to, fuck everybody else. You can rise above that. Hey, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. I wasn't an actor back then, and now I am. I've got my demo recorded, and I feel like I'm on the cusp, you know? You know, one extra thing to add to that, you know, being a young soldier, even in the Army, before Toonami even went off, days where I felt like I couldn't go home, I had Toonami. It helped me get through it. That was the saving grace right there. So just think about it for a minute, people. Without a doubt, it's much more than a television block. Of course. It's a and way I, of freaking life, brother. Hey, it's a way of freaking life, brother. And, you know, I, that's what that's what the essence of this tsunami is. It's bringing together a bunch of people that are passionate about this block. And tsunami, because of that, tsunami's not going anywhere. If we continue to be as passionate and continue to get the ratings that we're getting and <laughs> they've been going up and up and up you know who knows where Toonami's going to be in the next year or two you know I, because really to be honest with you going really well in the ratings we could go back to a six hour block now I'm not saying that's going to happen let me quickly say that but you know we could gain another half an hour we could even get an encore hour instead of it being on Adult Swim, you know? We'll see. We'll see what happens, you know? 
we may get there may be even two tsunami blocks where you know one is an encore and one is regular tsunami because trust me i don't want to have kill the kill at 8 30 in the at night. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna I, happen. It'd be nice for the no, shock uh, value, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> shock, Timmy, what oh, are you yeah. watching? Timmy, I need to call Cartoon Network. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 18 years, Toonami's been, well, I mean, obviously, four years out of the mix, but for 18 years, we've all loved Toonami in one way, fashion, or form. Let's just keep it up. Let's do what we do and support the block that we know and we love. Because if we don't, we could lose this thing that we know and love that we watch every single Saturday on Adult Swim. Well, gentlemen, I believe we have said our piece. Yeah. Oh, boy. Darrell and I I had a moment there. It was like... (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, pour one. You know, we gotta pour another one out. We gotta make sure that we have another beer with um with uh, Jason this year. Yeah, definitely a beer and a shot. <laughs> oh yeah, beer and a shot, shot and a beer. Exactly. All right. Wassail. Man, I was not mm-hmm. expecting anybody to tear up. Darrell <laughs> <laughs> started it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it just had that kind of impact on me, though. Know?